You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, episode 66. Hi, I'm Anne-Marie Cross, your host known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that'll help you reach your full potential. My guest today believes it's important to know who you are as a leader, as it is the foundation that helps you make decisions and leads with your values, and it's something I couldn't agree with more. Joining me on today's show is Susan Barber. Susan is an executive leadership coach with 20 plus years as an information technology and leadership executive. She left her corporate career to start her own business as an executive coach with a focus on helping leaders, their teams and their organizations reach their full potential. She partners with business professionals to accelerate their results by building confidence, enhancing their leadership skills and finding their authentic voice. And she's passionate about helping women position themselves for success and reach their full potential. Susan believes in personal development and power of connections. And on today's show, Susan is going to share why asking for help is not a sign of weakness, but rather of strength, self-promotion, learn how to do this effectively, as well as the importance of sitting at the table and adding value. So Susan, asking for help is something that many women struggle with. Share with us, what was the aha moment that had you go from not wanting to ask for help to then asking your team for, for the help that you needed? Well, I was leading a really large uh, global project and there were some challenges. Anytime you go live uh, with a system implementation, there's always going to be challenges. And I really was trying to handle those myself within my team. And uh, one of our senior leaders came up and said, you know, it's okay to ask me for help, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it was a really big aha moment that, you know, he was sharing his own story of, you know, going to our CIO and asking for help. And I think it was just a really big aha moment for me because I had always I will call it grown up in my career, uh, seeing that you need to figure it out yourself or Mm. figure it out within your team. And I would say it was just one of those moments that really struck me as, huh, I wonder how many other people are going through this same Mm. struggle Mm -hmm. and not asking for help on a regular basis and see, see it as a sign of weakness versus a sign of strength. Yeah, absolutely. And so from that moment, did you find that it became very easy for you and you pretty much just went forward from that moment on asking for help when you needed it? Or did you find it was a transition? It, it, it grew on you to the point now where you're quite happy to, to ask for help should you need it? Yeah, I think, you know, and Actually, I think it's still that trial and error of, okay, how do I, how do I do this well? And how do I ask for help? And um, I think what I've recognized is how much time I wasted uh, by not asking for help, trying to figure it out myself or trying to, you know, spend all that time that I really didn't need to spend. And even in my own coaching business now, you know, there's a ton of people out there in the world that are willing to help you and they want to help you. So it's really 
giving yourself permission to say, you know what, this is okay. I can ask for help and I may move it along faster than if I tried to figure it out myself. And really when you're trying to add value, you don't want to sit there and spin your wheels working on a, you know, a website problem, for example, Mm -hmm. (laughs) versus getting someone who's really good at it to, to fix it for you in probably five minutes. Yeah. And I'm, I, we've had a number of people on women in leadership all, all saying what you're saying. I mean, as leaders, there's no way that, or any individuals, there's no way that we are good at everything. And so being able to tap into the expertise and the knowledge of other people in our team is just going to be so beneficial. So it really is just having the courage to be able to do that. Because ultimately, if we put ourselves in a position where someone comes to us, and it may just be a minute or two where we are sharing advice to support them. I mean, I know myself, if if someone approaches me and asks me a question, I'm not going to think ill of them or how silly that they don't know uh, at all. So often we perceive uh, things which are just absolutely not true, don't we? Right. Yeah. It's all the story in our own head. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like I said, I think there's some generational stuff to that. You know, at some point, you know, in my career probably was told, you know, you need to go figure it out yourself. And so that probably stuck with me for a really long time and I didn't realize that that was no longer necessary so (laughs) I hope if anything um, I can share with your listeners that you know it's totally okay and I really highly recommend it uh, for you to ask for help versus trying to figure it all out yourself there's no need for that there's power in numbers there there certainly is let's talk about self-promotion and I'll share with you what um, I posted this morning on on Facebook and we're getting some really great conversations around this I read somewhere just last week uh, another business coach was recommending that people brag 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 because if you don't brag no one else is going to brag for you (laughs) to which I, well, I didn't respond to them, but I've been thinking over it for the last, mulling over it for the last week. And I said, you know, for thought leaders and people who really have a voice and really um, are continuing to make an impact in in their workplace, and of course, for those of us who are business owners in our own business, that thought leadership should just come through in in everything we do. And often our, our work and the impact that we're making on, you know, in the lives of, of our clients and our customers and so forth is going to, to certainly speak of, of our successes. But there's a fine way of doing it. There's an art form, isn't it, from bragging to being able to promote yourself in a way so that people do recognize that you are contributing to the team. Would love to, to have some insights from you on this. Yeah, it was one of those, uh, another lesson that I think took me a while to learn. It was uh, a conversation I was having with someone who was, you know, sharing some feedback with me about some things that um, she thought I could do a better job of. And she said, you know, I don't really see you promote yourself mm. very often. And I said, well, wow, it just feels feels awkward to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just feels like I'm, you know, very much uh, bragging about myself. And this was not something I was used to doing. Mm. And uh, she said, you know, you should really think about it, consider it. And so I, what I did was I started paying attention to different people in meetings I was in. And, um, you know, I think, you know, men in general just are really, it's, it seems to come naturally to them. Mm-hmm. And so I started just watching people in meetings and they would say, oh, you know, well, I'm working on that project and I'll have it done and it'll solve this problem. And everybody's like, oh, that's so great. And then they would say, or my team team's working on this, you know, solve for this problem. And I thought, you know, that's, that's what they're doing right there. They're self-promoting themselves and or their team and what they're Mm -hmm. doing. And they're doing it very easily. It was not a big deal. It wasn't, it didn't come across as necessarily bragging. Mm -hmm. And so I started to learn lessons from that and how could I do it? And 
So some of it is just, you know, that hallway communication that you have with someone, just letting them know what you're working on. It's a status report that maybe you don't really want to do, but it does get visibility into what you're working on and what your team is working on or recommendations that you're making. It's it's really starting to put yourself out there and, as I say, sit at the table because I would have normally been probably sitting in the back of the room saying, mm. oh, well, you know, I'm not a high enough level, so I shouldn't sit up there and I don't know that I have enough to contribute. Mm-hmm. And what I realized is, you know what, um, I was hired for a job and I understand it better than they do. So why am I sitting in the back? <laughs> mm-hmm. So I put myself up at the table and really started to contribute. And I just put put myself out there. I said, you know, I really don't feel like this is correct, or I have a recommendation to make, or let me share what I learned. And it just starts to do, you just start to see people treat you differently. Mm. And you don't even expect that part of it. <laughs> You're just like, oh my gosh, I just, I just talked at this meeting. How cool was that? Yeah. <laughs> but they start, they start to see you differently. Mm. And that was another big moment for me. And then I started sharing with other people that I was mentoring and coaching and my own team members. And they, you know, in some ways they probably followed my initial lead and they were sitting in the back of the room. I said, what are you doing? Get your butts up at the table right now. And so they're like, I don't have anything to say. I said, yes, you do. You're presenting at this meeting to the senior executives. You need to be at the table. And so I almost just had to start pushing people to recognize that they offered a lot of value. They had a lot of worth and that's why they were there to mm. share what they knew. So I think, you know, there's so much of this that unfortunately is not anyone else but our own selves getting in our way. And when you start to really recognize, you know, the time you may be wasting or the story you're telling yourself that isn't remotely true, uh, it really helps you to kind of just move past it all and just do what you need to do. Yeah, I love the the, the insights and I just want to share with people the incredible nuggets that you just shared because often when we're stuck in a situation, we don't see the nuggets for what they are. What was really key was the mindset, recognizing first that, hang on a minute, I do have something to say and sitting at the back of the room and not sharing that is just not going to have your voice heard. So you really kind of questioned the mindset and the story around that then what I saw you do was just to do it, just to sit up at the table and, and start to speak, to share, to give your voice, so, you know, give your opinion and, and obviously do that in a very collaborative and, and um, you know, affirming but collaborative way. And then you just continue to share consistently, consistently speaking up when you, you know, you wanted to contribute some value and then have kept that conversation going. Because quite often what we'll do is we may... Um, do some self-promotional, share our advice or share out what we're learning or what we're con- going to be able to contribute through what the team and yourself are doing. But we don't do that consistently and we need to really give ourselves permission to do so, don't we? Because then people start to notice us stepping up consistently and then they just expect that we are going to contribute because we've got valuable information to share to the team. Is that what you found too? Oh, for sure. And, you know, in in my company, it was you have to do the job before you can get to the next level. So they needed to see you acting, you know, like a director or like Mm. a, you know, a senior director before you can move into that role. And if they didn't see you acting in that way, well, they're not going to do anything. And, you know, at those levels, you obviously need to be able to speak up and represent your team and fight for whatever it is you're working on and Mm. negotiate and influence. And so those are skills that, you know, I think, are, are crucial to being successful at a certain level. And you, you need to start earlier than later, really mm-hmm. working on that and honing the way you can speak up in meetings and what you say and what you share with people and how you do it in a way that 
you know, make sure you're standing your ground and that you have courage and bravery to say those things and be okay with them. Not everybody's going to receive them in all cases in the best way. Watch other people in the room. They're doing the same thing you are and they are saying things that may or may not be received, but they're putting themselves out there. Yeah. And you need to do the same. Mm, absolutely. I want to bring in uh, one of the quotes that we're going to share on your behalf that you sent through. And I love this. It says, you said, Susan, know who you are as a leader. It is the foundation that helps you make decisions and lead with your values. There's something you were saying earlier about really, you know, doing your work and getting really grounded in that so that you are very much experienced in that area. But I think also too, self-awareness of our key values uh, is so important isn't it because once we understand who we are our values what makes us unique we can there's an inner confidence that just exudes doesn't it when we're really mm -hmm. clear on that and, and step forward giving ourselves permission to do that speak a little bit about that because many people don't recognize what their values are yeah and I think it was uh, you know I, I had got my own executive coach and this was a process that we had gone through was to really help me understand more about myself and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to be seen as a leader. And I really had never, you know, spent the time reflecting on any of that. I just, you know, someone promoted me at some point along the way, I got a team and I just started doing what I thought a leader would do. And I really never took the time to really reflect how do I want to really leave a legacy with this team? How do I want to be seen by other people? And what do I want them to say about me when they, you know, speak about me to other leaders in the organization? And so taking that time to really look at my values, look at my priorities, what's important to me, what are my strengths? Because those are the things that day in and day out you use to make decisions. Mm. And whether that's for your personal life or your professional life, you need to have those to be a strong leader of integrity, to be able to think and act in ethical ways, to deal with challenges you're going to have with your team. There's no way, not always a black and white answer. And you need to be able to rely on those types of things and know who you are so that you can do a good job as a leader mm. of a team and, and, and for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because one of the other things that you said too, and I think this is so key and really aligns beautifully to the conversation we were having around self-promotion and being able to learn how to do this effectively, was that, and here's what one of the quote, other quotes you said, is that every interaction is an opportunity to expand your network and to promote yourself. And I think so often that we take it for granted, those water cooler conversations. Uh, when we meet someone in a corridor, they might ask us a question, how we answer, how we respond. If we know our values, we know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, um, our opinions or, or recommendations. All of those conversations, even in the corridors, can make an incredible impact to that person and we just don't know who they're connected with within the organization too yes well for sure mm. and i think that's that's what's an interesting thing i i don't know if there's a another thing that people think is you know i have to set up a meeting i have to prepare i have to you know have all my ducks in a row before i can have a conversation mm. and at the end of the day it's really about just trying to share the message that you want to share with people mm -hmm. and it starts to take the pressure off you yeah. <laughs> uh, you know you're walking down the hall you just give them an update on what's going on. Hey, yeah. I wanted to let you know what's going on with my project. Things are going really well. Um, teams working really hard. I mean, that's really the bottom line. They want to know how things are going mm -hmm. and you just need to represent that in the best way possible, but it doesn't have to be a formal conversation. It can be 30 seconds and it, like you said, can make such a difference that 
can be shared across the organization before you even realize it. One of the other things I think that's so important about self-awareness, certainly, you know, key values, and I'm sure that you were able to identify this with your executive coach too, um, Susan, was when we recognize our own style or characteristics that make us uniquely us, when we are able to integrate that with our knowledge, our experience, all of those things and show up just who we are in the best possible way. We don't need to put on a mask. We don't need to, you know, switch ourselves on, so to speak, because we, we just can show up as who we are. And that confidence, I think, enables us to really stand out because consistently, whether we're meeting at a formal meeting and sitting at a table, the boardroom, or whether we're having a conversation at the water cooler or through the, you know, in at an office or wherever, when we show up consistently and can communicate in a way that is authentically us, that's when it really starts to consistently make that powerful message for us, don't we? It just speaks for itself. Yeah, and people can see if you're not being authentic. Yeah. I mean, they can read right through that mm -hmm. and they know that you're not being, you know, who you really should be acting like. And there's a tendency, I think, for people to, um, and, and I do this when I do assessments with people, I think there's a tendency for people to act in a way that, you know, they feel like the organization expects them to, or they feel like their management is expecting them to, but it causes a lot of internal conflict and mm. it just causes them to use up all their energy being something that they're not. Yeah. And so I think it's a really good way to start to look at yourself and say, you know, is this how I really want to show up for people? Is this how I want to be seen? Because all it's doing is is taking away, you know, the energy that you could be putting towards really making yourself more successful yeah. if you were just acting in an authentic way. So let's talk about sitting at the table and adding value. For you, you mentioned that initially you were sitting behind everybody and at the back of the room, but then you realized, you know, through observation, I think observation and seeing how other people interact, that can provide us with volumes of information that we can certainly leverage. But then you sat forward and you started to contribute. That for some people is just so scary because it's, as you said, <laughs> you were thinking, I don't really have anything to say what if people challenge me you know on, on my on my suggestions and things like that it can be scary would love to hear some of the things that you did to help you become far more comfortable in being able to speak up share your voice and collaborate when you're sitting around that table well I think to some extent it was you know my own mindset needed to shift and I you know had a conversation with uh, another senior leader and was just you know exclaiming what I had heard from this uh, first set of feedback that I had gotten. And she said, you know, I'm not sure if you really recognize the value that you're providing to the organization. Mm. And I think that was kind of an aha moment. You know, I recognized that I was doing a good job and all that stuff, but I never really looked at it from that perspective is that, you know, I was adding a lot of value. I had a lot of information that they needed and wouldn't have from anyone else. And I was keeping it to myself, which isn't really a good way to no. help the organization move forward. So I think when I started to look at it as it's not about me, it's a, it's really about what do I have to bring to the table that's going to help the organization and be able to make the right decisions for the organization. Mm -hmm. So I tried to take myself out of it a little bit and just really focus on what's the right thing to do for the company and what's the right thing to do for my group. Mm -hmm. And I think it just, it helps you not focus on yourself so much and then you can start to really talk about things mm. I mean another example would be like just with parents with children if you are doing something on behalf of your children you will do so much more you will advocate for them you will stand up for them you will fight for them where you may not necessarily have done that for yourself 
And so I think it's one of those things you start to think about the others that you're impacting, how you can represent for them. And it's just going to naturally then come to you. It's going to build confidence in yourself and how you do that. And you're going to, people are just going to start to look at you differently and mm. see things uh, differently about you and the perception will change. And, you know, sometimes uh, when we are sitting at the table, there may be people that do require you to provide a little bit more information, maybe even challenge some of the things that you're saying. But I think if we really have done everything that you've, you've already mentioned, you know, about really being clear, being so clear on our values, but being um, so skilled in what, what we do, we can have that conversation and it doesn't mean it's confrontational, but just providing feedback back you know sometimes we're a bit hesitant because we're not sure how the conversation will go and, and how the others will react have you found this to be true too oh yeah I think there's always you know I call it healthy debate right yeah. <laughs> there, there's not always a perfect uh, I agree with you all the time and, mm. and if they do then that's probably a problem because you want you want different perspectives Perspectives. You want to make sure that you're making the best decisions. And in order to do that, you really need the conversations to be, you know, sometimes more constructive. And let's just make sure that we're thinking about this clearly all the way through and mm. not just at the surface. Yeah. So I, I think you just develop this skill of, okay, well, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You know, mm -hmm. you can say something like that. Uh, you can say, you know what, I really, you know, I need to go back and talk to my team if you don't have a good answer at that point, or yeah. I need to go research and get some more information, I'll get back to you. I think that's another thing is people feel this need to have an answer right away. And if you do, great. Or if you say the answer, great, and it's wrong, you can go back and say, you know what, I, I learned more information. Mm -hmm. I, I learned that this was incorrect and I wanted to share that with you. Yeah. There is no bad thing to do there. <laughs> but I think there's this hesitancy of, oh my gosh, I, I have to have the right answer right now. And mm -hmm. if I don't, then people are going to see me in a bad way. Yeah, how you approach it is, is so key. And, you know, I'm sure all of the different areas and, and how you've expressed we address something if we don't know the answers. When it when it's said in a very confident way and it just rolls off the tongue, it's just one of those things. It's not going to be taken, you know, or misconstrued by the other parties because ultimately at the end of the day, we're all sitting around that table to achieve a common goal and, and not to take something personally but rather recognize you know everyone is able to contribute it may not be that they implement your idea or suggestion but it's certainly worthwhile sharing because you never know it what we say or share at the table may have us go in a direction which saves time which generates outcomes that weren't even expected because we weren't thinking along that frame of mind so you know never be hesitant to, to share to share some advice share your opinion because it really could be the crux of that allows the team to just achieve something quicker far more you know efficiently the other piece of this is you know a lot of women and you know and men I've also coached as well they're hesitant to say you know I may want this next role or I may mm. want this next job or promotion and so they don't say anything and assume that people will see that they're doing a great job job yeah, yeah. and that they should be considered for it you know what I would tell you is stand up and say that's the job I want mm -hmm. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to be prepared for it and really start working towards that and ask for feedback. If you're not prepared or they don't feel you're prepared, what do you need to do to get prepared? The things that you will do in showing that initiative is is really could be changing 
your career at some point and you don't even know it yet yeah. because there may be an opportunity that comes along and no one would have considered you had you not said something. So exactly. don't, don't be afraid to do that either. And you know, I heard a story many, many years ago about a, a lead, she was a leader and there was a, a higher position, but she looked at the requirements of the job and she, you know, didn't put her application forward or expression of interest because, you know, there were quite a few areas that she hadn't yet had a lot of experience in. And then her immediate supervisor came to her a couple of weeks later and said, look, the cutoff time for expression of interest finishes at the end of this week. You need to get yours in. She said, really? He said, we actually had you in mind as we were putting this together. We know that there are some areas that you've only had, you know, minor experience in, but you would just be perfect for the role. So hurry up. You know, and so often we take ourselves out of the running because of the perception that yes. we may not have what it takes. Yet others can see incredible talent in us. And sometimes, yes, it'll require a bit more nurturing. But, you know, put your, put your hat in the ring. You just don't know. The answer may just be yes and surprise yourself. But um, such a great right. reminder, isn't it? Yeah, well, and that's so true because there's so many, you know, even people I coach, you know, if they're looking for another role, they'll say, well, I have, you know, five out of seven things, so I should probably not do it. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> you can figure those two things out, right? You've mm -hmm. done something similar in your career, right? Mm -hmm. So put your put your name in the ring for that. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's that's where I think men and women can sometimes be different. You know, men know that they'll figure it out and they mm. don't worry about it. Mm. Where women feel like they have to check all the boxes to really be able to even move forward with it. And I know that you've all experienced those things or fig you'll figure them out or you figured something else out along the way and you'll do it with this too. If we move forward and, and, and do all of the things that you've mentioned about how to approach conversation, to consistently um, share what we're working on, how it's going to contribute to the team or uh, as we're working for the team, and just consistently showing up and having those conversations, being the connector, as you say, eventually, because we're doing that consistently, people will respect us for the contributions that we have. You know, if we're putting our hands up and putting our name up for, hey, I would love to be considered for that, eventually we will just get that reputation of someone who adds value and will then often be approached, hey, we would love you to sit on this project or on this board. It just happens consistently, doesn't it, when we continue to show up right. consistently too. So, I always call it sending that message mm -hmm. out to the universe. Yeah, <laughs> And absolutely. then it comes back to you. <laughs> oh, it certainly does. One uh, of the last empowering tips that uh, you wanted to share, and I just love this, was around women need to support other women. Speak a little bit about that because this is something that I uh, really trying to get behind too because often we really, you know, by supporting other women and we're all working together to lift each other up, we can achieve incredible things, can't we? Oh, for sure. I, I think it's um, one of the things that I recognized is, you know, there's um, always a tendency for, you know, senior leadership men to pull the men along and help mm. them and promote them. And what I recognized was that, unfortunately, it wasn't always the same for women. And I wasn't exactly sure why that is. And um, I was part of a leadership group at one point, and we met with one of the senior vice presidents who was a woman. And, you know, I asked her that question, like, how, help me understand, why is it not seem like it works the same way? And she said, you know, I think it's because there's so few women in senior leadership roles mm. that it becomes less of, a, it becomes more like it's a scarcity versus an abundance mentality. <sighs> and it really becomes this trust thing where they feel like someone's going to take, you know, what they have away and it took them so long to get there. And there's mm. very few of us now in these roles. And 
So I think that's one of the things that we just have to start to break apart yes. and recognize that we can all help each other. And part of what I did was um, I started uh, an employee resource group at our company for a hundred plus locations. So they were all over the United States and they were coming to us meeting either, you know, over the phone or there were people also in, in person in headquarters. And we just started to have these conversations and we used the lean in book as our, at the point, you know, as the discussion guide, each chapter we talked about and, you know, interesting things that came out of those conversations that you would never expect, but I think just gave a voice to those people who may have felt like there's only a couple of us in the this location and I don't really have anybody I can trust and how can I have these conversations that I need to have in in the best way and I my goal for that group was to really you know bring people together build community empower them help them to see that they can can be great leaders I, I think it's sometimes one of those opportunities you just have to put it out there for people to see and really help them understand that you know, there's other people here going through very similar things that you are. We may be in a different place in our career, in our life, but we've all experienced those same types of things and we're here to help you. One of the hashtags that I will often uh, share and a message that's very important to me is, you know what, we can be the change, be the change that we want to see in mm -hmm. others. And this is what you've exuded so beautifully where you've been the change. You're stepping forward, you're creating a community in which other women can step forward to be um, supported and of course to support others. And I think there are so many opportunities out there. It is incredible you know enough for all and um, you know to and, and I think organizations to have a more balanced view of women and men sitting uh, you know across the leadership table it's going to be a win-win-win for everybody for the organization for the team obviously but also the the customers the consumers the people who they serve through through their products and services too because we've got that balanced view um, at the table you know making some key decisions that's going to impact not only the team the organization but certainly the the people that they're they're here to serve and support too Great. Yeah, I Love it. I continue to continue <laughs> to hope and pray and yeah. <laughs> and move those kind of conversations forward so that we can start to see a lot more equality in that space. Yeah. You know, there just needs to be more of those you know diverse conversations. It can't be all just one sided and and be successful. I, I know studies have been done where organisations that had very one sided opinions would often have products that just weren't successful because they didn't have that female voice. And similarly too, you know, if we don't have a male voice in certain um, contributions, there's just not there. It just makes common sense that there's no balance there because each of us as agendas think differently, we respond differently. And I know as someone who is like, loves marketing and loves to study human behavior we're all very interesting people and i think when we open up our mind to appreciate others um, especially contributing we can learn so much and uh, through that it'd be able to influence and impact people together susan it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today i know people will want to reach out find out more about the work that you are doing how best can they do that uh, so they can reach out to me on my website which is susanmbarber.com and i am on facebook and on Twitter and LinkedIn, of course, I can send you those links. Um, but I wanted to offer to your guests, if they're interested, I do have some resources on my website uh, mm -hmm. about visibility, self-promotion, uh, some ideas of ways that they can do it. And I and I tried to put it together 
for people who aren't, you know, maybe aren't as extroverted mm-hmm. and are, are looking for ways to do it that are maybe more suitable to their style. So hopefully yeah. that would be helpful to them. Right, it certainly will be. And what we'll do, Susan, is we'll put all of the links on the show notes to get access to those show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL66, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash WIL66. Susan, we'll put all of those links to your website and the various social media platforms so people can reach out and connect with you. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. It was great. And of course, this is the very first time that you are listening. I know you've taken away lots of insights. Implement them. Step forward and share your voice because you have got incredible value to share. And keeping it to yourself is just not going to serve and support the others that you are here to serve and, of course, your team. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, go to that link that I shared earlier and there's various options that you can, whether you are on Apple or using an Android. There's some Google Play options that you can subscribe to because each and every guest that we have on the show shares incredible insights. Till next time, see you later. Hi, it's Anne-Marie. Have you enjoyed listening to the show and have thought about creating your own podcast so you too can become an influential voice in your industry, but you just don't know where to start? I've created a special gift just for you. It's my free mini training, Podcasting with Purpose, where you'll learn what you need to do to stand out, be heard, and influence your audience from your very first podcast. I'm also giving you my step-by-step podcast production workflow checklist, including the tools I use, as well as a checklist of no-cost and low-cost tools to get you started. To access, go to annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. That's annemariecross.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.